Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I'm Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC. With me again today is Lead Pastor Brad Livingston. What's up guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And uh, man, coming off of a great week as we wrapped up our, um, man, wrapped up our final portion of the Take Your Shot series. Yep. And uh, man, I've been hearing good feedback on just the whole series, Not like not my preaching per se, just dealing with and talking about and trying to encourage and equip and and uh, all those things and, and recognizing that God has some a plan. God wants to do something in your life and imagine and, that. And you can take forever if you want to, but at some point you got to decide. You know what? Now's my moment. Now's my time. I'm going to take my shot. And um, uh, you know, we've just been hearing good feedback from different people on, um, yeah, just what the series has done in their life. And, you know, one of the things, J.O., I don't mean you haven't even talked about this really, but one of the things that's been really cool to hear back from people on um, is through this series, a lot of them have started giving and they never gave before. Uh-huh. So they started tithing. And, and I was talking with one of our one of our young men this past Sunday after service. And, uh, and so we were talking about tithing, you know, he was like, man, he's, he's like, it's so crazy to me because it just doesn't make sense. Like, he's like, I was, I started going into my bank account and looking like, are y'all like divvying little <laughs> like 20 and thirties out to us when we're not looking, you know, making us think it's working. He's like, cause I logged into my bank account and I should have had way less money than what I had. But for whatever reason, like I had more than I thought I should. And then my wife, this thing happened on her check and she should have had, you know, $400 less, but it ended up being like, and it was just like, I said, you're right, man. And like, it's just one of the things like the supernatural doesn't make sense to our natural minds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How God operates and all that stuff. So anyways, it's been super cool. We've been seeing a lot of people, um, kind of plug in, tap in and, um, you know, essentially kind of jump into all the variations of what we've talked about through the last six weeks. And, 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 uh, it's been really good. And this, this past Sunday was one of them. It's exciting. So, yeah, man. It's exciting. So, um, you know, in this past this past Sunday, we talked about uh, part six of Take Your Shot, which is the interview. And it was Palm Sunday. And it was Palm Sunday. Yep. Yes, it was. Um, and so, man, we talked about the interview. Justin, when you were working in the professional world, were you a good interviewer? The best. Tell tell me more about the best. <laughs> tell, me, tell me about it. <laughs> I, I uh, the best. The best. Uh, no, um, I've I've haven't been on an interview that I didn't get the job for. Um, and I, I say the best. I say that kind of maybe tongue in cheek, but like, you know, I I come from sales, right? And I think the natural the natural salesman in me would come out in an interview too. You know, it's like. You you know an interview is an interview like you're it's right. your best you're putting on your whole your whole best thing, uh, and what's funny is because me and you've interviewed people right we've interviewed people together over the last two years too yep, and some yep. interview really bad terrible and, and that's where I wish the colleges and stuff that these people go to like or even in high school like there should be classes on that you know like some dress really bad like you know all that matters but um yeah it, you're right yeah yeah so it's 
you know, you don't you, you don't lie on an interview because if you lie, you're going to get found out if you get the job. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you then can't you get fired. Right. Yeah. Right. So you can't lie. Um, but you kind of just learn, I, I guess. I don't know if everybody is the same, but you kind of learn and you play off the other person. And I don't, I don't know. Um, but I, I yes, I, I've been a good interview, uh, interviewee. Interviewee, yeah, 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 you know, an yeah. interviewee. Good at getting interviewed. That's what you're asking, right? Yeah, As, yeah, okay, yeah exactly. I think you said interviewer. Oh, but oh, I, yeah, yeah. But you're I think right. you meant interviewee. Yeah. Um, but I know what you meant. But yeah. Um, yeah. As a matter I, fact, I do good at that. That's yeah. that's kind of my lane, though. Yeah, we just interviewed. We we've just interviewed some people lately. We, Five or six. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, and you know, it's so funny because you and I, I think you and I have so having such similar backgrounds in the corporate world before here, you know, like, uh, and even in the church world, you know, is, uh, like we almost know what each other's thinking in the interview process when we're, when you and I are interviewing someone, it's almost like we don't even have to talk afterwards. Nah. <laughs> what's funny is in, in, in an interview, you can tell within like two minutes this, you know, if that, you know, yeah. it's, and, and yeah. I don't know that that's right or wrong. It just is. Um, what's funny is we've been, we've interviewed people like in a ministry context. Right. And what makes that the bad part about that, if there is one, I guess, is like, you know, we asked this, this guy, this kid, it's like, you know, what do you like to do for fun? And he gives us what he thinks we want to hear, which is some churchy spiritual answer. Like <laughs> some of the questions are about that stuff, but not right. all of them. It's like, no, what do you like to do? And he's, yeah. you know, I like to, and they get this really churchy, it's like they're I giving just like the, to read the Bible and pray they, all day. Right, they're giving this answer <laughs> that that I think that they think we want to hear from right, them. Right. Um, not that we don't care about that stuff, but there some were just like, "What do you like to do for fun? Like, what are your hobbies? Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. do you you know? How do you?" I'll um, ask you about your spiritual thing later, or in, or, a, in, a, or in a minute, but, or, or we already did even. It was just right, like you right, know, right. Um, but so that's kind of funny too. Is in interviews, is people give the answer a lot of times they think you want to hear. Yeah, um, listen. Listen, Christians out there that are listening to this podcast, stop being so stinking weird all the time. <laughs> like, like, every question isn't spiritual, okay? No. What's your favorite TV show? The Bible on DVD. No, stop. <laughs> like, what is your favorite TV show? Is it The Office? Like, Justin here? Yeah. Like, what, what is, is it? You know, is it whatever? Yeah. Big Bang no. Theory? Whatever but, it is. But, like, so, so, um, yeah, so not all of them were. Ter- I don't think we had a t- any of those were bad interviews. You know, it, no, 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 none just, of them were terrible. No, n- none of them were bad. It was just um, they they had all been. You could tell had been in college and and um and prepared some. You know, but yeah. the cool thing about interviews is like not that someone may be um not that there's anything wrong with them. It's just it's not a fit, and that's okay. Like yeah, you know, it's all right. Yeah, of course. Well, and the, and the thing is, is it's like. Like you said, I think in, in interviews we tend to pick up on, and I, I think what good interviewers that are interviewing, other, you know, people, uh, it, it's a lot of times your answers are irrelevant. It, you know, it's like poker. Like it's almost sometimes your cards are irrelevant. You're just playing the person. Like, well, and I think that's very much what a lot of it is for us. Well, especially know? if you get out of the church world and you go into something bigger, you know, like like these big even like your your Googles and tech companies and stuff. I mean, yeah. they, they spend lots of money on crafting and, and researching like the perfect question that's designed to be hard and trip you up. And it's designed to be almost like where you, you may not even be able to come up with an answer, but how do you respond to a question when the person's looking you in the face across the table 
and the question doesn't have an answer, but you got to give one. Right. Like stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. how do you, you, you know, or those, those, what are those cliche interview questions? Like, what are your biggest strengths and what are your biggest weaknesses? You know, and then, yeah. you know, you pull a Michael Scott and it's like, my weaknesses are also my strengths. You know, you can still, it's, like, it's like, I care too much. You know, what, too what are your biggest weaknesses? Well, I care too much and I work too hard. It's like, wait, those sound good. No. Yeah. yeah. Those, those, those are also my strengths. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. But, but you know, it's, um yeah, so interviews are interesting. Yeah. No, I, I, I kind of the same way. I'm, I've usually done fairly well on interview. I think it has to do with how I do, how I deal with pressure and stressful situations, which, stressful situations of pressure don't usually get to me very much like it's you know whatever um well there's got to be that's part of it the, you know and i know we talk about it on this podcast a lot when we especially talk about all of us or like uh, m- some of my quirks and stuff you know it's quirks there's got there there's a level of in your attitude of whether you hire me or not i'm about to walk out of here and still be awesome <laughs> that comes across that an employer likes like yeah. man this guy yeah. you know like yeah not not nonchalant but totally. but a confidence you know there's a really funny story you know you know ken cook my friend yep. pastor ken cook yep um you know he's a he's an older gentleman he's well ken's got to be in his young 60s now i guess he's not that maybe he's older than that mid 60s i don't know how old ken is um Mid sixties, whatever. Older, we'll, say, we'll just say sixties. Older than me, uh, he <laughs> pastors a, a a small church here in town, and I used to work with him, right? So, uh, um, when I worked at Carpenters Campers, a local RV dealership here, um, he worked there when I got hired, and then the years I worked there, we built a relationship, and then he became a pastor, and we've just kept a relationship ever since. But he tells this story. Anytime he's around me and other people, he tells the story of the day I walked in and interviewed for the job I got. He remembers it. And it's funny. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's funny because he he's wrong. He remembers it wrong. But uh, he, he was standing there when I walked in. This is the first job I ever had. Right? I never had a job. I was a senior in high school, and I walked in full on full suit. Jacket and all, full suit. Oh, Ken wow. tells the Come story on. like I wore like my dad's suit. Like I just went and picked the <laughs> suit. Like the sleeves are hanging way down. Like it didn't fit and all this stuff. But that's not true. It was my suit. Like it fit. Um, it fit for 1998. Well, 98. That's, what, I was a senior no, in high 01. school. Oh, three. What do you mean? I was close. No, you weren't. <laughs> 98. I was in middle school. Anyways, but he remembers me walking in, seeing me. Right. And then kind of this small little interaction, like, you know, what are you, you know, and I'm like, I'm, I'm here to interview for this job. And then he was like, he, the way he tells the joke now, I don't know if it's like pastoral exaggeration that's in play, but he, he told, he just, it's funny to hear him tell the story. And then I went in an interview for the job and I came out and, um, they, they, they hired me and, yeah. uh, I interviewed with the owner and never had a job, you know? And it was funny, even in that story, going back to how, how I interviewed, like they're interviewing for what they needed. But what my time was, because I was still in school, the owner was like, look, I would like to hire you for this, but like, if I hire you, I still got to hire someone else because you, you can only come after school. Like, This really isn't going to work. And then right. kind of jokingly, I think he said, what else can you do? And I was like, oh, I can, I can do anything. And I, I was joking back, I'll sell them if you want me to. And then he said, really? And then we <laughs> talked a little more. And then he made a phone call to the guy at the lot next door that who they ended up hiring me to help him. And that's how I got into RV sales, my very first job. Like, it was kind of like the interview, I wasn't going to get the job because the schedule wouldn't work out. And then he's like, what else can you do? Yeah. And I was like, I'll sell him if you want me to. 
Yeah. Because then I think he even did me a test. Like, he did the whole, he get, pulled his pin out. He was like, sell me this pin. So, I just went into the, you know, like, what do you like about that? You know, you you, you write with it. What do you like? I like the way it writes. Like, it feels like, well, what do you think a pin like that's worth? He's like, I don't know, a couple bucks. And I said, sold. <laughs> sold. Like, that, that was easy. <laughs> Thanks for the alley Yeah, yeah. That, what is, that, that's it? Like, yeah. I, I guess he wanted Next. me. Next. <laughs> yeah. Sell me this pin. Like, he was trying to do the, uh, you know, uh, what's the Wolf of Wall Street thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you like about it? Yeah, hmm. well. So, what do you think it's worth? Five bucks? Sold. Yeah, you can have it for that. Yeah. But no. So um, I got that job. But Ken just tells a funny story. So um, I haven't done a ton of interviews. And then what's funny is, you know, and you, you probably can relate, is over the years, you start building relationships and connections with people. Then right. I got jobs I never even interviewed for. Right. It's right, like, right, hey, right. why don't you come over here? Yep. Yeah, no, totally. Um, so, but yeah, I've I've never interviewed for a job that I didn't get, though. So that's that's a, that's a good news. Yeah, no, that's what I, uh, you know, I it's funny it's when I go with people places no one ever and I think it's like yeah I think it's just in our countenance right no one ever walks up to me and assumes that I'm a tourist no matter where I'm at like so if I'm walking through the streets of New York no one assumes that I'm a tourist in New York because I genuinely walk and act and talk like I'm supposed to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. you know, so you look at some people like with their camera around their neck and they're just like ooing and like, ah and like, like got maps unrolled. <laughs> right, yeah, right, 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 right. With their fanny pack. Yeah. Like, no, that's, <laughs> I don't, like, it doesn't matter where I'm at. Like, if it's in Walmart, I'm supposed to be like, I, people think I work there all the time, man. Like I, I was walking through Walmart one day, funny story as we're, I didn't interview at Walmart, but I was walking through Walmart one day and this lady, this, this is the second time in a row that I was in Walmart that this happened by a different person. I was walking through Walmart the first time lady walks up to me and goes, Hey, uh, you work here. Where is such and such? And I was like, ma'am, I don't work here. Um, and she's like, Oh my bad. Cool. Literally, like, three days later, I had to go back again. I'm walking through Walmart. Now, this is what I'm wearing, all right? So, I want to lay this out for all you listeners out there. This is what I'm wearing. I just got done playing basketball at the gym. Sleeveless cutoff shirt, basketball shorts, and slide, like, the slide sandals. Not the, like, with a tongue groove, but, like, slide sandals and socks. And then a lanyard with a key on it. That's what I'm wearing. Walking through Walmart. (laughs) And a lady walks up to me and goes, sir, where are the whatever she was looking for? And I was like, ma'am, I'm sorry. I don't work here. Dead serious. This is what she looked at. She goes, yes, you do. I was like, all right. And I pointed to the back corner of the building. (laughs) I was like, they're back there on the bottom shelf. You're going to have to look really low to get to them. And she went back there. And uh, so anyways, um, obviously it didn't look like you worked there. I I guess. That's, Apparently that's what managers wear. Sleeve cut off shorts and slides. Wow. So, uh, and we know a manager of Walmart. He goes to our church and that's not what he wears. So, Mm-mm. but all that to say, it's funny because I like, no matter what I'm doing, I just kind of like have a certain level of confidence, not arrogance, just mm. like. No, it's not arrogance. Like I, I don't, I rarely look dumbfounded by something. Like, I just kind of, like, you know what I'm saying? You ever been in a store and someone, another customer that's like a customer like you, start asking you questions, but then you just start helping them? 
Yes. Yeah. I've sold a punching bag in in uh, Academy the other day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, what do you think about this? I'm like, well, you know, this one's a little heavier. What you need to do is. Yeah. So anyways, I, that all started from the question about interviews. But yeah, um, yeah same, same. I, and I think it is about uh, confidence. But I can see how people get real intimidated. Like if that's not your personality type, I mean, that oh, can be like, yeah. my, like my, my mom, that kind of thing really – uh, intimidates her like or i don't know if intimidates right. the right word real nervous about it you know you want to sure. make sure yeah, you're putting out your best you know you don't want to because and then people get nervous and then they like misspeak or say something stupid or forget something you know so like that right, right, it's right, almost right. like this domino effect of the nerves play into everything else like you want to say the right thing and answer the question right but people <laughs> just get nervous that's why i just i try not to let stuff like that make me nervous yeah yeah yeah. all right so i'll i'll, t- I'll tell this story and then we'll keep going because <laughs> I, I remember being in a situation that I was so nervous that I said something stupid has happened very few times. I mean, like real stupid has happened very few times, but I remember one of them and I probably will. I, th- I guess I'm going to remember for the rest of my life because it was, it was half my life ago. I was 16 years old. And, um, so, uh, we had been hanging out with a whole group of people and this, I was, gonna take this girl home that i was like kind of had a crush on so i was taking her home to drop her off at her house not like to go to her house like okay just to be, cl- just to be clear uh, i was taking her home to drop her off at her house um and so we pulled over the house and we were just talking out front now it was a little late like it was later than it should you know midnight or whatever so we pull up in front of her house and um i didn't know that her mom was home I knew her older sister was home and stuff, but I, I didn't go in the house. We were just sitting out in front in the park car. And so all I know is we're talking and like a ninja, her mom is like in at the window, like my window and she knocks on it scares the bejesus out of me. Yeah. So I roll the window down and she was like, what are you doing with my daughter? And I was like, uh, you know what I mean? Like 16 year old me was like mental panic. And she was like, how old are you? Because I've always looked older than I am, right? So I had like a full goatee at 16, you know what I mean? So she's like, how old are you? And I was like, 15. Because <laughs> I figured if I told her I was younger, she would feel like less threatened because the girl was 15. But you're driving. But <laughs> So she's like, do you even have a driver's license? And I was like, ah, crap. <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm, I'm 16. She's like, so you lied to me. I was like, I don't know anymore. <laughs> like, I just, just want to be away from here. <laughs> and uh, that was the last time I ever talked to that girl. But anyways, all that to say, I don't usually get nervous, but that was one of those times where I, I, I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to say I'm 15, not 16. Cause then she'll be more, like have more approval. Yeah. Except I'm in a car. I'm in a car and, and, and I'm driving. Her. Yeah, and it's midnight. So, uh, anyways, all that to say, we started talking about interviews because Sunday's title of the sermon was interview. So, if you're still with us, uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about Sunday. Um, and and the the basic idea really for Sunday morning was about this idea that there's something bigger in each one of us and and realizing that life is about people um, and realizing that life is about giving yourself away. It's never about what you can acquire. And we even talked about it. You know, we said that I, I don't want to stand before the Lord whenever my interview comes, when I'm interviewing with God on behalf of what I did with my life. I don't want to stand there and say that I had, that I did what he told me to do 100% of the time 50% of the time. Like right. I, I want to be able to say I went all in, I gave everything I had, you know, like just the whole nine. Um, and that was really the gist of Sunday. What are you going to do when you stand before the Lord? Mm-hmm. And he's asking you what you did with the life he gave you. 
And um, so, you know, we really kind of jumped into what Paul talked about and uh, we kind of kicked off with Acts twenty twenty four. Yeah, but I do not account my life for any value nor as precious to myself. If only I may finish uh, my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Yeah, and then to kind of, uh, you know, drive that point home a little bit, uh, we go to Galatians 6.14. Um, yeah, Galatians 6.14, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. So we, we're kind of seeing that, man, the the only things that matter when Paul was talking, like he was, he, and these are just two scriptures, but man, over and over and over throughout Paul's writings, he's really pointing to this idea that nothing in our life matters except for the gospel, except for doing what the Lord called us to do, except for finishing our race, except for being faithful. That is the only thing that matters. And we really pulled from, uh, you know, I pulled a story from uh, John Piper's uh sermon have you seen that yet did you have you ever seen that which one the seashell sermon no okay so um i really and you know full credit to john piper we talked about it on sunday like i you know uh, what i was referencing was stuff that he mentioned in his sermon including the story about two missionaries um that died in a car wreck in west africa they're both over 80 years old um and the this idea that, you know, many of us want all of these things for our life. And the question that Piper asks us is that uh, these two missionaries, Ruby uh, Eliasson and Laura Edwards, killed uh, in Cameroon, West Africa. Now, Ruby and Laura were over 80 years old. They were single their whole life, and they poured out their entire life for one thing, which was to make Jesus known amongst the poor in the unreached areas of the world, right? And they somehow managed to go off a cliff, I believe was the story, and they die in a car crash. And the question that Piper asks us, and this is all on YouTube, so you can you can literally YouTube John Piper Seashell Sermon. It's like one of his most famous, famous sermons uh, alongside the prosperity gospel thing he did. But, um, and he asks a question, is this a tragedy? Like, is it a tragedy? Two women, two women in their 80s giving their life to one idea, which is Christ magnified among the poor and sick in the hardest places. And 20 years after many of their friends and people that they likely went to school with had begun to throw their life away on trivial, meaningless things like buying condos and seven cars and whatever um, and retirement packages so they can travel the world. Instead, they give their lives and die in one moment doing the thing that God called them to do. And the question was, is that a tragedy? Mm. Is it a tragedy? Is it a tragedy that they accomplished everything that the Lord had set out for them to accomplish in their life, reaching people for the gospel? And Piper says, no, it's not a tragedy. And I agree. It's not a tragedy. Is it sad? Sure. But is it a tragedy? No. And he goes on to say, this is a tragedy. An article from Reader's Digest, February 1998. Bob and Penny took early retirement from their jobs when he was 59 and she was 51. Now they live in Florida where they cruise on their 30-foot troller and they play softball and collect seashells. And Piper says, this is a tragedy. That you would buy into this American dream that says acquire all you can in life so that you can die doing nothing. And uh, 
Mm. He says, that's a tragedy. And I have to agree with him. How do you feel, J.O.? I mean, well, not that you're going to disagree with Piper on the well, podcast. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, from that context, no, it's not. I mean, to the people, obviously the people who were the, the latter of the, those two stories, they may not have thought it was a tragedy. They they were living their American dream. They worked hard their whole life. They you know, were able to afford some, some luxuries, and, and they enjoyed it, you know? Um However, that's not necessarily what we're called to do. Yeah. And so here's yeah. one of the things I was looking forward to about the follow-up podcast when we, as we're talking about this is the fact that, um, you know, on Sunday we really try to paint a real clear picture that our life is more than the things we can obtain. Our degrees, even relationships, a marriage, um, our careers, our retirements, you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with those things. Right. You know what I mean? It's like there's there's nothing wrong with having a car, you know, and, and I, I have one. I, I'm the same. <laughs> Me too. You know, I got here today yeah. in a car. And, you know, one of the things that, it, you know, I wanted to, because if you want to hear the whole sermon, go to you know, scroll in the podcast channel and you'll see the week six or part six from uh, Take Your Shot, which is the interview. But uh, on the follow up podcast, you know, we I really, one of the things I was looking forward to was having this conversation, J.O., about the idea and about the fact that there's nothing wrong with having things, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a nice car or having a nice house. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, there's nothing wrong with any of those things. You know, you and I are both working on um, uh, perhaps even a joint venture on one side and then individual things on, on our own um, of ways that we can... Uh, continue to make a bigger difference for companies and churches, or, you know, in, in the United States. Um, we're also working on things that are just going to help increase our income, right? Like mm-hmm. those are things you and I are both working on, and there's nothing wrong with that. So to be clear about Sunday, and, and I even had someone come up to me after first service, and they were joking, and I knew they were joking. Um, but they kind of after first, first service was harder than second service. I just came out of the gates hotter on first service than I did second service, uh, unintentionally, like not trying to preach down, just a bit more aggressive. And, and we always want people to leave our church feeling encouraged, not beat down. Um, and I pray they did leave encouraged, but I, I think I came out of the gate a little hot. Right. So, um, she was kind of, she came up to me and said, Hey, you know, I, feel like I should, you know, give up on my degree now that <laughs> and she was joking and I was like, yeah. Uh, and so in second service, I felt like we painted a better picture of it, but the reason I, what's that? No, well, I didn't mean to interrupt. No. <laughs> I was going to say, wonder what her, she getting her degree in. <laughs> right. Maybe worth the conversation. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe it was worth having that conversation. Uh, but no, we, so we were talking about it and, um, so in the second service, we we did a little better communicating exactly what we communicate, which is what's on the podcast. If you listen to the podcast, you watch YouTube, you're watching the second service, which is a little bit better. Um, all that to say, uh, when we, what I was looking forward to on the podcast was having, you know, was talking about it a little bit. It's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with things, right? There's nothing wrong with having a car. There's nothing wrong with having a house. There's nothing wrong with having a retirement package. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. There's people in our church that are retired, like, so there's nothing wrong with it, but what are you doing with it? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the question. The, what Piper was talking about with the family that was collecting seashells 
it wasn't that they were retired. That's not the issue. You know, like you're either going to retire voluntarily or involuntarily, but eventually one day is going to come where you don't work anymore. Um, but the question is like, what are you doing with your life? Who are you impacting? Mm-hmm. And you know who I thought about when I was like, as we were kind of mo- going through this, you know, Rick and Brenda Godwin are in our church. I don't know how old they are, so I'm not going to guess at it. I'm going to say over 50 though. In their sixties probably. Yeah. Um, and so with, I just said, I'm not going to guess at it. And then I guessed at it. But anyways, uh, <laughs> so, uh, I would, you know, maybe in their sixties and at least he is, at least he is. Yeah. And so, but one of the things about them, you know, is they're retired. Neither one of them work anymore. Um, but you know what they do in their free time? They head up our hospital visitation team mm-hmm. where they go into the hospitals together and they pray for people that have situations and if you're listening and you're one of those people you're part of tc or if you're not but you live in the pensacola area and we can come visit you by all means like send us an email and let us know and we'll be happy to have rick and brenda come by and and visit you but all that to say like they're retired but they didn't say okay let me go do all these menial things let me obtain but not make a difference in people's lives they're how can i serve the kingdom better now that i have this time right you know and that's the question how how what when the day comes for you to retire, if you can retire, go for it. I'm not saying not to do that, but what does that give you more time to do? Is it so that you can watch literally everything on Netflix or is it so that you have more time to make an impact in people's lives? Like all those things give you opportunity. What are you doing with them? I think that's the bigger question. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and so that's the whole thing that, you know, coming off a of Sunday, which is like, it's, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a degree. If God gives you the opportunity and gives you clarity on doing that, I think you should do it. But I do think that if you're going to do it, you have classmates and professors and teachers and all these people that you're going to be surrounded by because you're doing that, that they need you to be the light of the gospel to them. Mm. If it's a job, if it's a career, same. You know, If it's a relationship, if it's a marriage, same. Like if you're buying a house and God gives you the ability to do that and he lets you do that, you are now there to reach your neighbors, like same. And, and and so I think it's, it's not about, it's not the question of whether you should or shouldn't obtain things. I think it's the question of motive. Like, where's your heart and what are you doing in that? And so I think that's, I wanted to kind of just follow up Sunday with that statement of saying, if God gives the opportunity, because we have a lot of college students in our church, I'm not telling none of them to go get their degrees. You know what I mean? Like I'm telling you, maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you're never going to use that degree for what you thought you were going to use it for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I'm always encouraged by Ashley Ladd. You know, we, we had a conversation with her about, uh, this was a while back. You know, she's getting her nursing, doing going to school for nursing and some of those things. And she's like, I don't even know if I'm ever going to be a nurse. I just feel like I'm supposed to do this. And maybe the only reason I'm going to do this is so that I have what I need to have when I go on mission trips to be able to help kids. Mm-hmm but I'm just doing this because I can and I'm certain I'm going to be able to serve the Lord better with it at some point. And shout out to Ashley Ladd. I know you're probably listening. Um, and it was like, man, more that yes. And amen to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I think that's just kind of where we need to not, you know, we, that's where our motives need to be. How am I going to use whatever I have to serve uh, the kingdom of the Lord the best, you know? That's right. That's so, good. So in the press release, we talked about a few things. Um, 
about what it is that's going to happen in the interview. So when you have your interview, when you stand before the Lord, um, you're going to have the opportunity to do something. And it's, it really boils down to what you're bringing to heaven with you. So, um, and we talked about Palm Sunday. Matter of fact, Mark, uh, Mark 11, 7 through 9. Uh, go ahead and read that, Justin. Yeah, when they uh, brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So they started laying their cloaks and their palm branches down. And essentially what they were doing is they were honoring the Lord. They were honoring Jesus because if you covered up the ground that the person was going to walk on or ride on, that was a, a sign of honor, respect for love. Um, so some started laying palm branches. Those that didn't have palm branches started laying their cloaks down. And the question for Sunday was, what are you going to lay down at the feet of Jesus? Like when he's riding into your life, when he, you know, like when you go to your interview, what are you going to have? What are you going to say on your behalf that you yeah. lay down at the feet of Jesus? Um, and it's not to say that when you lay it down, you may not get to have it back, but I'm still laying it down. You know what I mean? It's like, so mm-hmm. for example, for me, it's like, you know what, Lord, I, I laying down my career, I'm laying down my income. You called me to the ministry. I'm saying yes to it. It's a huge pay cut. So I'm saying yes to this and I'm laying it down at your feet. In mm-hmm. turn, the Lord graciously provided for me in other ways. And over time, like I've gotten close to back to where I was before I came into ministry. Uh, not, you know, not, not there. And, but it doesn't matter. That's not my goal. What I'm pointing out to, uh, is the fact that when you lay down, whatever you lay down at the feet of Jesus, it may be something that you don't need to have. If it's something you do need to have, then he'll give it back to you in the measure that you need to have it. But it's all about laying something down. Right. And so the three things that we pointed out on Sunday, uh, that we wanted people to see and recognize. Um, number one. Number one, I'm going to find my sanctuary in my surrender. Find my sanctuary in my surrender, right? And so uh, in that, uh, we kind of talked about this idea uh, that nothing else in life really matters. We, we're going to lay down whatever we're going to lay down. But when we surrender to the Lord, we're only going to find true peace when we're giving up everything in life to the person that can give that to us, like our sanctuary, our place of peace, uh, only is only truly found in God being in control of everything, not us being in control of everything and giving God a little sprinkle of authority in our life. Right. So, um, so finding sanctuary in my surrender. Um, and then the second one, I'm going to find praise in my position. Which is, I'm going to find praise in my position. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9 says that we're hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. And for all of those things, like we may be in a constant state of things that our position may not always look great. It may not always feel great. It may kind of feel stressful. It may, you know, there may be moments of anxiety or concern. But you know what? Like finding praise in the midst of all of those things, because even when you are hard pressed, you have the assurance that you won't be crushed. Even when you are perplexed, you have the encouragement not to be in despair. 
even if you're persecuted, you you can go through that knowing that God's not going to abandon you. And even in the moments where you get struck down, you can get back up because in his grace and mercy, you have not been destroyed. So, and it's, and it's recognizing, you know what? I may not be everywhere I want to be. I may not have everything I want to have, but man, God in his grace is so sufficient to sustain and carry and, I mean, and just to do all those things for us. So, um, as we navigate that, finding ourselves in that position to say like, God, I'm going to praise you even in this position, even though I don't understand it, even though I'm concerned, I'm going to praise you in it. Right. And then thirdly, I'm going to find true joy in knowing Jesus, finding true joy in knowing Jesus. Right. And, and recognizing that the, that everything, you know, even Paul Philippians three, seven through eight. Yeah. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. So he counts everything that he's gained a loss. And, and I think if we start to think with that mindset, if we start to think with eternity in mind, we start to think with Jesus in the forefront of our thought process for everything, finding true joy only in knowing Christ and everything else is just an addition to the greatest thing in our life, which is Jesus that changes our thinking. So if I have health today, but I don't have health tomorrow, if the only thing that brings me joy is knowing Jesus, then when I have it great, and when I don't have it, I still have joy in knowing Christ. Like he's the root of everything and all things for us. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote down some phrases and we read these on Sunday, but I'll read them again. Uh, So if you, and these are kind of thoughts. So God, if you never gave me the opportunity to give myself away to one person, like in marriage, then give me the chance to give you away to a thousand people. If you never give me another promotion, then give me favor with every coworker I have to win them for Jesus. If you never, uh, I'm sorry, if I never get that degree, then show me what to do with my life that will bring you the most glory. If I do get some degree and I never work in that field, show me how I'm going to use it to meet the right people that I can win for the gospel. But I'm laying down my ambition. I'm laying down my business. I'm laying down my family, my dreams. I'm laying down my career. I'm laying down my goals, my job, my desires. And you can have my life to reach whoever you we can reach for the gospel. And the last phrase that I wrote down was, uh, at my interview, after the last second of my life, I don't want to be standing there and only have a collection of seashells. I want to look out and see a collection of souls. And mm-hmm. that should be the goal of every believer. It's not what we can obtain on this earth. You know, I, we, I said a phrase and, and sent it out on Twitter yesterday. That's something I said in the sermon, but it's like, I would, I want to be known by heaven more than I want to be known by earth. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the, that's the life that we aim to live. So part six, the interview. Boom. Boom. So good stuff. Hey, listen, if you are in the Pensacola area or somewhat surrounding areas, or if you are just really ambitious and you want to travel somewhere this weekend, y'all. Jay, what's happening this weekend? Man, I don't know. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Easter weekend. Easter weekend. Good so, Friday, Friday. Good Friday, Friday. And I'm gonna I'm gonna eat crawfish Friday. Are you? Uh, are you, I, I are was, you going somewhere? Uh, well, yeah. I was talking to Al, Ooh, Al Bate, and yeah. I was like, "Hey, let's eat crawfish Friday." He was like, "Man, it's Good Friday. I for you know, the girls are out of school." I was like, "Well, it's a Good Friday to eat some good crawfish." Come on, come on, somebody. Y'all going downtown? I don't know. Is it the, wait, is it the Crawfish Festival this weekend? I don't think so. I wouldn't think they would do that on Easter. 
No, it's coming up though. Huh. I'm going to go to Cubs or something. Anyways, Cubs. so we got Good Friday. And then Saturday, we have our annual uh, Easter egg hunt. Easter egg hunt. If That's, you're in the surrounding area, come to our Easter egg hunt. Easter yeah, there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of stuff for kids and all that, obviously. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Um, so it's special needs friendly with non-ambulatory areas and all that. And uh, some tons of stuff there. 10 to 2 at the church. You can find all the, the address stuff, as, all the infos on our website. Um, and then Sunday's Easter Sunday. So if you're in the Pensacola area, man, and you normally, if you already attend a church or a part of a church, please go to, go that to, church. Church, go to your church. Yeah. Um, but if, if you don't- um, And go next week too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not just Easter, but 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 go for Easter. It's a good yeah, reason to go back for um, sure. But if you're if you're not a part of a local church and you're in the Pensacola area, man, ten uh, ten o'clock. We don't do ten o'clock. Nope. Nine o'clock and eleven o'clock. Nine and eleven. If you come at ten, you will either be late and or early. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, um, yep. But yeah, nine and eleven this Sunday, two Easter services uh, to pick from. It's gonna be a good day, and we may have some stuff to give away on Sunday. We'll see. Hey. I'm not making any promises, but uh, giving away a little bit of Jesus. <laughs> we definitely giving away some Jesus. So free gift. And uh, I'm really excited, man. We're you know every Easter we tell a story, um, and this Easter is no different. We have uh, someone in our church. We're telling their story, and um, it's gonna be super powerful. As a matter of fact, we're kind of telling three stories. On East, in addition to like a, obviously, like a trinity of stories, a trinity of stories. <laughs> for, uh, uh, obviously, the story of the of Jesus, you know, <laughs> but uh, and also what Jesus can do in people's lives. Uh, and so, it's going to be awesome. So, come out; it's going to be a great time. It's a big day. We're looking forward to uh, to seeing all of you beautiful, amazing people. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So, if you're not in Pensacola, find a good church wherever you're at. Yeah, do that. Do that. Go, and go go be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if for whatever reason you just can't do any of those things, mm-hmm. Sunday morning at 9-11, transformationchurch.com, you can check us out there online if you so choose. But I agree with Justin. Um, you know, there's a church that's waiting for you. And so well, give them a try. Even if you've been hurt in the past or you whatever, you're just scared, you're intimidated, you know, um, and great things can come from taking a step like that. And to the people out there, let me talk to some people real fast. Oh, boy. I'm going to talk to the people I used to be. Oh, okay. Okay, do that. So if, you know, the 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 there's hypocrites at church, you know, that's the excuse. I don't want to go to church because there's hypocrites Aren't there. there. You know, so I just want to say that we have room for you too. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, we got room for one more. On we that got list. room for one more. Like, <laughs> yes, we're, it's our, our church is full of, of people. Yeah. Anytime there's people, there's inconsistencies and in some of the stuff they uh, say and do versus what they claim to believe. Come on. Come you know, on. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hence, we follow uh, our religion, quote unquote religion that we happen to be a part of and believe in. Um, that's kind of the whole concept is, you know, grace and mercy and all these things. So yeah. um, if you don't go to church because it's full of hypocrites, don't worry. There's room for you too. Yeah. And I'll say this, uh, going along with what Justin's saying, Pastor Dan, you say this all the time. If you find the perfect church, run, don't go there. Because you'll be the only one in it, and it'll no longer be perfect. <laughs> so it's true. Yeah, yeah, the minute we walk in the door, we make churches imperfect. So mm, man, that's true. yeah, so good. So good stuff. All right, guys. Hey, listen. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Justin's going to tell you where you can find more about us. You can find us online at transformationchurch.com, and we're on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. All right, guys. Hey, listen, we love you. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in with us. As Karen will tell you on the way out, don't forget to subscribe, yeah. share it, post it on social media, 
all that rate, whatever rate review rate all that review stuff. all that stuff so uh we appreciate it we love you guys so tune in with us next week for another week another sermon another follow podcast see you take it away karen Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.